This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. I'm joined by a very special guest. Yeah, got my sister Nicole Queen in the building. You want to go ahead and greet the to folks? Be here. Hello, everybody. I know it's been a while, but I tell you, I've missed being here. I've missed being able to converse with my brother in the Lord. I'm excited. I'm ready to delve right on in. We got a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty. Pretty intense topic. Glory to God. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to get right into it. We're <clears> going to be talking this evening about forgiveness. Yes. And I think <clears> by now you're an expert <laughs> in this I wouldn't topic. Say, I wouldn't say expert. Nicole has a podcast. It's called Truth Talks TV. It's a um, broadcast that she does, and they, they're having a series on mm-hmm. forgiveness. And so in that, you know, it's like our, our minds are on this. Yeah. Um, it's something that we got to understand. It's something that's actually vital to this walk because the word yeah, says is. that in order for the Lord to forgive us, we have to forgive others. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask this question. I'm open up with this question, Ooh. sister. Um, Take it easy on me. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't, I don't think it's a right or wrong answer. Okay, so I need is. to grab that Bible, look up some answers yeah. too. <laughs> Y'all know how Greg be doing me. I'll be like, really, Greg? Let me, let me. So, so the initial question that I was going to open up with was... Uh-huh. Why is it so hard to forgive? But I'm not going to open Ooh, up with I that. I do want to answer no, no, that. No, 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 no. I'm not going to open up with that question. Now I'm excited to answer. I'm not going to open up with that question I mean, okay. because that question presumes that it is hard to forgive. Okay. So the first question I'm going to ask you is Is it hard? Is it hard to forgive? Yes. Now let me answer the question. <laughs> See, that's how you win that one. <laughs> see, see? Yes, it is hard. Now, let me answer the question I, I really want to answer. Defeated. No. <laughs> why, well, I why will say it, this. Why is it hard I will to say forgive? this. No, it, it is not always hard to re- forgive. Let's reframe it. And I, and I hate to do a question with a question, but to re- a lot of times the issue is not the question. Well, I'm sorry. A lot of times it's not the, it's not the issue at hand. It's the way the question or what the question is. So is it hard to forgive? Eh, there's no universal answer. But what I will say is that it does require something. Okay. It does require effort. Mm-hmm. Is it hard to work out? Eh. To some people it is. To some people it's not. If they have momentum, if they are able to sacrifice, if they're used to uh, um, pain or, 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 or the feeling of pressing through things that are uncomfortable. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like I feel like one of those situations where I don't think it's hard but it does require effort. It's, I don't think it's something that you just saying, oh, let me just go ahead and forgive. Okay. Because when you look back to Jesus Christ and the fact that he died for our sins, for our ultimate forgiveness for all of us, mm. I surely wouldn't call that a cakewalk. So I don't think it would be easy for us. I don't think it would be super hard for him. Well, not super hard, but from a fleshly standpoint. And then it's just a cakewalk for me. So at the very least, I will say that it requires effort. It definitely requires a form of sacrifice. It requires a form of denial of self. You Mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't want to um, unintentionally, um, I don't want to say minimize, but to discredit the experience that we all know was the ultimate experience for our forgiveness what he had to go through. And so Mm -hmm. the Bible does say to arm yourselves likewise. So for me to say, oh yeah, forgiveness is easy. It's like, oh really? Okay, cool. 
you know? Right, right, but right. It's, it's really, really, truly, I hate to say not, but it really does require effort. It requires uh, mentally, for one, it could require effort. Mm-hmm. And then depending on where you are in your walk with Christ, it could require a sac. Well, it, I think it always requires sacrifice because the flesh naturally, I don't think, wants to forgive. Okay. And why is that? I think because... It goes back to requiring a sacrifice. Okay. I think the gotcha. flesh doesn't really want to forgive because by nature, when we are born in sin and shaped in iniquity, mm-hmm. the sinful nature, the sinful man, I'll say, uh, let me answer it this way. The flesh probably doesn't want to forgive. Now, emotionally and mentally, you know, because, you know, the spirit, it should be like where your spirit man affects your mind and then your mind affects your flesh. I think from a spiritual standpoint, when we were in the spirit and living in the spirit and the spirit of God is in us mm-hmm. as in the fruit our desire is to, at least from a from up here standpoint, to forgive. But I think when it kind of translates to the execution, when actually doing it, and then it's like, man, because if I forgive you, that means I can't hold this over your head. If so, I got to forgive you, that means I can't be angry it, it it's like I like, want to. It sounds like you you're know? almost saying sometimes we can know how to forgive in the sense of, we know that we're supposed to do supposed it. Supposed to. And we can listen to, to teachings and, and we, talks And we're okay it, with that. But then we still got to find the strength <laughs> and, do and really the will to actually do it. The will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we do have to make the choice to forgive. It's a choice. It's a choice. That, I think, is almost always the hardest part is the choice. Because it means something. When you choose to forgive, that means I'm choosing to sacrifice all this attitude that I want to give and right. holding over head. You know, the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. I can't do that if I forgave you. Right. How can I say I forgive you, but I want to hold all these things over your head let me, and never so, let it go? You just you just answered a little bit of it, Uh-oh. but I want to I want to get into this. <laughs> what what are we sacrificing? Whew, and, sa- yeah, go ahead. We're sacrificing the the I want to get you back. Yes. You need to pay for what you've done to me. We're sacrificing the I'm not going to put myself in the position of God because I mm-hmm. can't. And, and I know when people say the Bible says don't judge, but there there is a way where you're supposed to, but not in the sense that we're thinking. But we're talking from a whole nother standpoint of judgment. But um, we want to sacrifice the I'm the judge. I'm the top. I'm the boom. I get to bang the mallet and your punishment is this mm-hmm. sacrificing that. Because I think for us, sometimes we feel at ease when we've paid someone back. But does it really bring you ease? Does it really bring back the fact that they hurt you? Or does it just kind of, eh, it's kind of like when you eat food or eat chocolate to say, man, I had a rough day. Let me eat some chocolate. Does it really, what does it do? In that well, moment, it makes it feel you like feel, it do. <laughs> feel like it, right? And then you wake up like, oh, uh, yeah. I should have ate that chocolate, right. but I'm still mad because I lost my job last night. You know, so it's like, or yesterday, it doesn't really do anything. So mm-hmm. paying someone back, what does that do? In that moment, do you feel good to know that you hurt someone else wow. because they hurt you? Is is that satisfaction? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what do we? What, <laughs> so when you really think about it, I guess it kind of goes back to reframing our thoughts of. The whole, you hit me, I hit you back. You hit me, I hit you back. Mm-hmm. Oh, you punch me, I knock you out. You going to the hospital. So it's like, does that really make the 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 pain that I experienced go away? Because I now inflicted pain upon you. Wow. Does that really satisfy that? Yeah. And you got to write what I wanted to get to, which is that it feels like somebody owes us something. Yeah. That's what it you is. You know, it, if, if, if someone has wronged us, mm-hmm. we feel that they have they have taken from us in some way. You have gotten over me in some way. You've done something. You have you have caused me harm. 
and I need to be become I need to be made whole. Right. Yeah. I need to be, be repaid. Woo! And so we try to That's return good. with the Bible, say return evil for evil. Yeah. It says don't return evil for evil. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to do that because we want to seek vengeance. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. we have uh, and and I won't say uh, wrongfully so or rightfully so, but we just have an idea of justice <laughs> like in our minds. Right. Because we're made in the image of God and because God is a God of justice, we want justice, especially when it's justice for ourselves. But we don't right? know what true justice is. That's the problem. Well, so we don't know the, the constitution. Well, we know the Bible, but right. we don't know like the heavenly constitution, you know, what God declares in, on this matter because we don't know the full story. Right. So when people go to court, the defendant. The plaintiff, they present their side, they present their side, but God knows both sides. He knows the whole side. He knows not only both sides, but he knows the future. He knows the past. He knows the generational things. I can't never present that part in court because I don't know it. Wow. But he knows it all. So I can't put myself in a position to judge, to reign on a situation or or, or not reign, but um, to, uh, um, yeah, well, is that the right word? Yeah, to preside, ju- to preside, to judge, to judge, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. over the situation when Arbitrate. I don't. <laughs> Come on here. Come on here. Was it was what was those little words? We had the little grammar books with the little aisle on it. The, the word to you. the wise or the. Word. I was yeah. like, "Come on here, drop them words." Okay, okay. <laughs> but we don't know. We can't put ourselves in that place to rightfully say, "I'm going to judge judgment for the judgment for the plaintiff, judgment for the." We can't do that because in spiritual matters. We're not the authority. I can't possibly be. So when you say we can't do that, who is we? Any of us. Any of us. The offender, ender, or the. Off- I don't say the offendant. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, so, the person who's been offended and the person right. who's an offender. Yeah. Okay. So you or mean whomever. like believers or just human? Like I was just non-believers saying, was or just, just anybody. Well, I was referring to Christians in this standpoint. Like right. if uh, your brother, you know, brings an odd against you or whatever, and if you're not a believer we can't even really have this conversation yet because none of it really applies okay. to you unless you have a defender, the defender on your side, you know, in mm. a sense. And I'm not saying that when it's two Christians, only God going to pick one side. But what I'm saying is he loves all. He loves his children, mm-hmm. but he also knows how to rightfully be rightful and just. And we don't always know what justice is. Wow. He knows what justice is. Mm-hmm. And I, and I was I, and I actually was uh, talking to someone recently. Um, I say recently, within a few weeks ago. Um, she had a situation where her husband was an apostle. She was a pastor. Something he did something to her. She just and then they were going through this crazy split. And it was just like, God, you know my case. God, you know. And he's like, Well, God, you know what she did to me. And it's like they both had valid points, but God knew what needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying, do this to her, Lord. She did this to me. He's like, well, she's like, well, he did this and he did this, Lord. But see, no one knew what right was or what just was. Mm-hmm. Because in their eyes, it's you deserve this for doing this to me, to each other. You know, so God knew the whole situation in its entirety. Mm-hmm. He saw those kids' faces. He knew what the children were dealing with. So it's like, I see your hurt. I see your pain. I see your this. But let me see all the other sides that you don't see. So for you to seek justice on a matter you're not even fully aware of, you can't make that judgment call. It's very limited. Right. But even if somebody was aware of it, right, Mm -hmm. we still, if we're operating in unforgiveness, right, Mm -hmm. which is not a word, by the way, but if we're operating in unforgiveness. That we use all the time, yes. (laughs) Right. If we're operating in unforgiveness, Uh we're almost self-righteous. 
Because right. every one of us Absolutely. is deserving of death. Technically. Like Absolutely. based upon just life. All have sinned and fallen short Absolutely. of the glory of God. So it's it's like when God brought us under this dispensation of grace, he called us to that. Mm. Like when he called us into grace, he called us into receiving his grace. But then he also called us into administering Ooh. his grace. Mm. Yes, you know, yes, yes. We can't do it in our own you strength. Get me fired so up. it's it's almost like <laughs> if we are receiving the grace of God, right? Oh and we believe what God is doing in this season that mm-hmm. there is room for forgiveness. There is there is atonement. God will avenge us, right? If we actually believe that, then it's like okay, we have to practice what we believe. And Absolutely. he's calling us to that. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like he's calling us to 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 show other people an example of who he is through forgiveness. Yes. And I believe that's the ultimate way, it just uh, not ultimate, but a major way we can really invite people to Christ through showing forgiveness. I mean, that's what that's what we believe in. So I'm going to be real. Like I'm going the- to be real. With, can I be real with you real quick? I don't like how you smiling at me because I feel like you nah, about to just because I'm like, about to be a jerk. So like, okay, okay. Well, can I? Okay, I got let me you. let me. Okay, does it does it is it wrong that sometimes I get upset if I feel like somebody forgives somebody too quickly? <laughs> like I'm just being real. I'm just being real. Like if you see someone in news <laughs> and it be okay for for example, right? There was, a, there was there was a rapper who just got killed in this area, right? And uh, long story short, he got robbed. He gave up the stuff, but they still shot him in the back anyway, right? And so his mom was on the news, and she was just, you know, the news did this whole story about how she's sad and everything. And then at the very end of it, she was like, you know, but we have a message. Like, we forgive you, whoever it is. Like, we forgive you, which is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to lie. Like, sometimes when I when I see and hear stuff like that, I, maybe it's the flesh but uh-huh. it just, it just, I just be like, you forgave him <laughs> a little too quick. A, maybe it's you know a flash. I mean? maybe, maybe I have a lot more work to do. Is there a statute of limitations or not, not, not <laughs> a statute of limitations, but is mean. there like a, um, a requirement a time limit or, a time or do we where, just need to yeah. forgive immediately? Well, the Bible clearly says to forgive. I don't think he imposes a time. I've never read it. However, I do know that the, Sooner you forgive, the quicker, 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 sooner. I'm using my words all wrong. The mm. sooner you forgive, I'm sure you're in a better place positionally of okay. Christ. I will say that. So it's kind of like the sooner you get over your cold, the less coughing you're going to have, the less phlegm. Come, you know, it's like the sooner you get over, the better. But on the same token, I do know that certain things can't be rushed or mm-hmm. you could question this authenticity. Wow. Okay. That's what I was going to say. So certain things, like if it's like, um, oh, somebody just, you know, your husband of 50,000 years and da-da-da-da, you just got a divorce, and next day you're like, I forgive you, I'm good. Really. Okay. Because <laughs> so, it's like so when you, you say may that, want to forgive, but and I'm not saying that people can't be in that place, but okay. usually certain things, according to our customs of this day, take a process, your son, mm-hmm. that was shot, killed, and murdered. Yes, you may have forgiven that person. But yes, there is a process of healing. But there may be moments where you like, ah, I can't believe they did that. Right. So it's like I'm verbally stating I forgive you, but I'm also still going through the process of daily accepting the the 
I guess the I don't even know if this is the right term the forgiveness just like right. when we receive salvation Lord Jesus Christ I give you my life mm-hmm. but we're still growing unto salvation we're still going we're still going through situations where we're still dying to our flesh we, we made the ultimate confession that I receive you but there's also a process because we sometimes don't really fully surrender all you okay. know so you. it's kind of like I guess maybe she stated her intent like I do forgive you meaning I don't choose to hold this bitterness in the harbor mm-hmm. this in my heart but there may be times where I may be really angry with you and then I'll just hate, but I forgive you, but I forgive you. I want to forgive you. I choose to forgive you. Mm-hmm. This hurts, but I forgive you. You know, so I I, I, I get what you mean, though, because you're kind of like, ain't no way you can figure up that fast. So hold on you to know, that thought. Hold on to that, that thought. Obviously, you may be thinking that part. Right. So so basically what you're saying is we should forgive seven times 70, just like the Bible says. In every translation. Hey, if your brother come back, do the same thing just right oh, after Jesus. he did it and he do it another six times, times 70, just keep forgiving them. So we should. And then go ghost, so they can't do it no more. Right. But then your point is that when we make that decision to forgive, we have to make sure that it's authentic. Or at least that it's intentional. Intentional, at least. So let me ask this question. Because who knows the thoughts and who tries the, the thought, was it the thought, the something, the thoughts of the heart. Thoughts you know and what intentions I mean? of the intentions heart. Yeah. T- right, right. Exactly. So let me ask this question. Is it healthy to say you forgive mm. and intend to forgive although you might still be working through it well I, and then it goes back to the issue of faith do we say things that haven't fully manifested in this earth yet I declare there will be this or God said there will be this I am healed I am healthy I am whole so this is a declaration of faith you know so sometimes mm. it may not have been um, fully actualized yet but I do think to a degree you, it's okay. It's one of those things where people wouldn't people wouldn't get mad at you for saying I forgive you. You know what I'm saying? Right. But if you go around telling about I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire. Oh really? Why don't you pay your car note? <laughs> it's like <laughs> really, you know. Okay. But I don't think anybody would get upset for someone unless it's great. It's like no, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna get upset. <laughs> that someone said I forgive you, but I do understand. I um, <laughs> it was yeah. too quickly. Yeah, but I get what you're saying because it almost questions the authenticity behind it. And so, it's like, so really? So what if somebody? has said that they forgive they they might even believe that they forgive but they still experience emotions hurt the healing process anger okay now that's a little different frustration okay regret you know um, what about what I guess what I'm asking is has somebody truly forgiven someone if they still experience those type of emotions well, emotions, I think, are inevitable because we're humans, period. You know, I can say I'm happy. I'm a happy person. Doesn't mean I don't cry or get sad sometimes. So I do believe, and this is just me, um, that you can be, that you can forgive someone and have moments where you may reflect and say, oh, man, that really hurt. And that one's fine because I think hurt opens up the door for vulnerability and it exposes us to the fact that, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. This is a this is I can't carry this on my own. This is heavy for me. Now, when we go to the anger part, that's when I think I think anger is tied more to forgiveness, from my understanding, just from a purely uh, of it being a definition. I think I, I, if I'm not mistaken, and I'll look it up, but as it relates to forgiveness, and um, I think that means the choice to deliberately and intentionally no longer harbor the bitterness, the anger toward the person. Now, the hurt that's different. Because I can punch you in the arm and the scab and the wound and all that be done. But under the layer, it still hurts. When I touch it, it still hurts. But it's healed, though, mm-hmm. on the surface level. So I do know that there is some healing 
that you may or may, I don't think you can associate healing and hurt with lack of forgiveness, but I think it's more connected to the anger part. Okay, I, I, from my understanding, I think that's important for people to understand, and yeah. I'm glad hurt you clarified and anger that, is different. That just because you might be hurting from something doesn't mean that you haven't forgiven that person. Right. It just means that you're human and you have emotions, and sometimes we hurt. Yes, we hurt, and I think when we get to a place of hurt, I think that's the place. When you can, oh, Jesus, when you can go from, God, I hate him, I hate him, I'm angry, to now, I'm hurt, Lord. I think that's the place where we're really saying to God, I surrender. I'm hurt. Because as long as you're angry, it's like you're steering the ship. You didn't deserve to do this to me. I can't believe you did this to me. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Now you're exerting a level of control and judgment over them and what they should have and shouldn't have done. Now when you say I'm hurt, it's like, whew, okay, God. I'm, I'm, I'm opening up, I'm vulnerable, I'm coming before you to say that my little sensitive feelings was hurt, you know, right. or whatever the situation is. I think that's more of a, you're more in a line of a place of surrender to God when you say I'm hurt. It's easy to be angry. Mm. They teach our black men to be angry. Don't mm. cry, be angry. Why can't a black man say I'm hurt? Mm -hmm. I'm sad. No, you can't be hurt, you can't be sad. Get angry, get even, shoot them back, kill them back. And I'm not just saying to black men only, I'm just saying in general to men, but more specifically, you know, to piggyback off of your example, it's prominent in the black society, in the black community, black men. So it's like, you can only be angry when really I think a lot of angry people are just hurt. Wow. And I hate the stigma of the angry black woman. No, she's hurt. Mm. She's hurt. But stop classifying her as an angry black woman. How about she's angry but she's not at a place yet of vulnerability to express her hurt. So these wow. generational cycles of anger, 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 and mislabeling things, it's hurt, it's pain. So I know for me in my process, when I was dealing with frustrations and anger, I was mad at my parents for stuff, mad at my dad, mad at my mom, mad at my, this. why didn't this person do this? And then I, and, and I don't think I've ever told you this, but this, is, this, this really got me. Now I don't know the validity of this, but I'll share it with my Solid Talk family. But, um, and this is a deep one for me, um, but I was told that, I don't know if it was, I don't know who it was in the family, that it was mentioned to my mother not to have me, mm. that she should have got an abortion okay. and not had me. So I know this threw you off because you're like, woo. Well, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is heavy. Yeah. But for a while, and I don't even know if I ever said this to my mom or asked her. So if you're listening, there you go. it's like, no, let me stop. I said it to her. But um, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, ouch, really? So I went through a period of, okay, so I'm glad I'm here, but who was trying to get rid of me? Like, you know, it was yeah, just like, yeah. hold a second. She was 20. I get it, you know, but okay. So then I was angry, but it wasn't until I went from the anger to the hurt. God, I'm hurt. That's when I kind of feel like I, like I was moldable. Like he was able to ply my heart because now my I'm vulnerable before him. But when I'm angry, it's like, it's almost as if like, you finished? Because <laughs> right, right, when you're right. angry, it's like you saying, I own this right to be angry. And the Bible does say be angry and sin not. Mm -hmm. However, there's a reason it says and sin not because it's so easy to sin when you're angry. When you're angry. And I heard a quote that says, when you're at your angriest, you're at your stupidest. Mm. And it's true. It's so true. Man, I'm trying to think about that. You might be on to something. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I try not to make decisions yeah. when I'm angry. And even when I tell people I ain't angry, I ain't angry, I make myself wait a whole nother 24 hours. And boy, I tell you, that mouth of eyes, and I'm not just saying me, but in general, I say, if you angry, get you a pen and paper as fast as you can. Write that thing out. I don't care if you scribble that thing out. Do it on a voice memo. Get it out, get it out, 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 out. But don't send it to the person. 
Don't share it to the person yet. Wait 24 hours. Pray. Come back to it. You still feel angry? Not the time to send it. You still feel angry? Not the time to share it. Wait until that anger is gone. Mm. Then you can effectively communicate. But when you're trying to talk and you angry, woo-wee. I don't know if you ever been on the other side of a whooping when your mama was angry. <laughs> I'll be like, Ma, hold up. You Man. killing me. <laughs> Well, you got you got me thinking. You know what I mean? Because I'm thinking about that scripture that say, "Don't let the sun go, go down, down on your, your ang- on your yeah. wrath." Mm-hmm. And it's got me thinking about how anger can grow Whew. and fester. You know what I mean? So, like that seed Just of anger. Like seed, yeah. So it's almost like when you write that thing down, you're kind of taking that seed out of you a little bit. You know, and not giving it room. You're not nur- you're not nurturing it. There it is. It's almost like you writing it down or getting it getting out it of out. your system. But not giving it to you're, the person. You're, just getting it out. Right. Just getting it out. <laughs> you're you're right. making room for it to be out of you. There it is. You know, not that it doesn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. but you've you've done something that is not just sitting there growing and festering and just becoming more and more potent. You know exactly. what I mean? Stronger. Whew. So I think that would be a good strategy. Yeah. Um At when least, you're dealing with with that yeah and then of course we everything we do we do prayer we, every prayer is essential to everything 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 but dealing with it from a purely mental health standpoint i think that getting it out the action of writing and it's funny because you you know how you rewrite you be like man i was mad when i wrote that because oh, the leg man. is all like <laughs> yeah and then you know when i was typing stuff you was like like i am mad and then when i get to the end of it okay i feel a little better now but just getting it out feels good or calling someone and i would even be careful some people say oh just call me girl we won't let it out but everybody can't handle your humanity. Wow. I called somebody to vent to them, and it wasn't even about them. It was about somebody else. And they got offended. Wow. I'm like, how are you getting offended? And I was considering you as my safe space mm. just to get it out. So now you took offense. I'm like, Lord, I can't talk to nobody. So I just literally do a voice memo. I record it, and I'll just say it, or I'll write it, or I'll do something. But I will not share it with the person. Mm-hmm. Until I feel led to later when I'm no longer thinking about it. And God said, oh, bring it back to my memories. Oh, wow. You know what? I did want to tell them this. But now I can scratch out this whole part of the top, whole part of the bottom, and pick this little piece right here that just says, hey, it hurt my feelings that you did this. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to, I can't stand you because you did it. Did, 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 did. No, they don't. That's, they Not everybody is entitled to receiving your emotion. Mm-hmm. The, the, your, 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 not want to say your emotion, but your, um, What's the word? Um, your tantrum, your temper okay. tantrum. Gotcha. They don't necessarily need that. We need to now move into a space of constructive conversation. You yelling and telling them, you did this and I can't stand you. And da, 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 da. And we deal with the primary emotions and the secondary emotions. Let's get past the little stuff that don't matter and get to the meat of it. Let's get to the root of it. And how, let's try to facilitate that conversation. How much does humility play into humility? Um, Forgiveness, and I'm thinking about Joseph. A lot, you know. When, when you mentioned forgiveness, the first person My that came God. to mind was Joseph. My God, and I was just thinking about how he was. I mean, ultimate. wronged so much of his life. You getting into my next you book, Greg? I mean? Stop he it! Was just wrong so much. <laughs> I, and I was just thinking about um, how his brothers treated him, how Potiphar's wife treated him, mm. and the funny thing is, I man, I was yesterday. reading about Joseph and what Potiphar thought of him. Yeah. And they were just saying like all yeah. these wonderful yeah. thoughts that Potiphar had. And I was but like, still, those same thoughts that Potiphar had toward Joseph, the wife, which was the anointing on his uh-huh, life. Uh-huh. The wife had yep. those same thoughts toward him, uh-huh, uh-huh. only that she had a malicious intention. 
she probably didn't think it was malicious, but she she <laughs> wanted him for his she anointing, him. but just in a different way. And then finally, Joseph, everywhere he went, the Lord was still with him. Everywhere. But he gets to a place of prominence, and then he finally encounters his brothers again. Mm. And now he has the leverage to treat his brothers mm. any kind of way. But he makes a decision that I'm going to love them. Oof. And that takes humility. Oh, Greg. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm just being, like, like I'm one of them people. Oh, that's, that's heavy. and I gotta do better with this. I'm sorry for hitting your mic, um, y'all. Hitting the mic. I got I gotta do better with this, <laughs> but uh I'm one of them people like I know who my day ones are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I ever get on <laughs> not on, if I ever get on, and I've been on, I just kinda humble. But if I ever get on on, you know what I mean? Like I'm one of them people in the back of my mind, like, I know who my day day ones are. Uh-huh. Okay, you want rocking with me, you want rocking with me, you were rocking with me. You uh-huh. were. So I realized, though, <laughs> now that's good when you when you being a judge of character mm-hmm. and, you you know, you might want to work with somebody and you say, okay, it's this person's character. But if it's just done out of spitefulness or if it's, it's just done out of I'm still holding a little something against you, then I that's probably not of God. So hmm. how much does humility play into forgiveness? Huge, huge. Because at the root, humility is the denial of self. At wow. the root, at the root of it all, like the denial of self. And what is forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Forgiveness has to do with a quote unquote, well, where it starts is the the need for forgiveness means, let me restate, when a person has been offended, you violated me. So I have to forgive you. So let's see the two common denominators, me and me. Humility, denial of me. Mm-hmm. Offend, uh, needing forgiveness because an offense towards me. So if I, I got to get me out the way out of both situations, me, 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 me. The only right. me that should be involved is the choice to forgive. That's the only thing. Other than that, I got to surrender all. And I recently learned um, something that, oh, my gosh, it was so powerful. It talked about the word commitment. And you would think commitment's a good word. You know, cool. I commit to this. I choose this because the Bible talks about choice. You know, I choose to forgive. I choose to give my life to Christ. I count up the cost. Choices, 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 choices. Um, God gives us choices. So commitment involves, you know, I'm going to do this for you today. I'm going to show up on time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it sounds fine because I'm choosing to. I'm committing to. But the problem is, there's a difference between commitment and surrender. Wow. Commitment is, I am going to choose to do this. I am putting my level of control over this situation to say that I am going to fulfill this for you. As opposed to saying, I can't do it. I surrender. Mm. God, you're going to do this. You're going to make it through. So when Mm. I say I commit, my commitments can fail every time. But when I surrender, I ain't got to worry about my strength doing it because it's his. Yeah. So instead of me committing to do my best, I'm going to surrender my all so that God can flow through me and my best be achieved. Wow. I'm tired of committing to doing things that I have no control over. Every single time I commit, like Paul says, every time I want to do good, evil is around me. Why? Because it's always trying to infiltrate your ability to stick to or commit to what you're trying to do. Because there's temptations, there's things in the flesh, there's things everywhere. But when you surrender, my God, you don't have to worry about my ability or inability because I'm relinquishing it all. Wow. And that's kind of the place that really hit me. And this was a couple of days ago. I was just like, God, this is so good. I got a surrender problem. Mm. I have a surrender problem. And I'm thinking I'm... I commit to this. I'll commit to you. I commit to love you. I commit to, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. But what if I surrender my humanness, my flesh? When I surrender me, I ain't got no problems with the other stuff. Right, right. I don't have to commit to anything. I'm mm-hmm. surrendered. My yeah. flesh is surrendered. So therefore, forgiveness may be a little easier. I mean, we're still in the flesh. So it takes the acknowledgement of, ooh, my flesh was violated. My flesh was offended. So I think after that initial period of, ooh, it's like, okay, all right, let me, let me, let me get back. Okay, Holy Spirit, what I need to do. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we are still human, so we can't just be like, oh, that's fine. I'm good. Let it roll off like duck's water on the back or water on a duck's back. It doesn't always happen like that right? at all. As long as we're in the flesh, it's not always going to happen like that. Yeah. So um, it is a moment where it's that, ugh. Just like when Jesus was like, ooh, Father, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, he had that moment. And nevertheless. Nevertheless. So he showed that in the flesh, you can experience pain. And that's why I think that when we go through things, it's okay if right off the bat we're not quickly, I can forgive you right now because we're still flesh. Mm. But the moment we realize who we are, I think we're going to be unstoppable. When I realize who I am, like the king of kings in me, oh, you there's nothing I can't do with him in me right. and me operating in him and him in me. You know, that's what we did with the fruit of the spirit and the um, gifts of the spirit. And people are always excited about the gifts of the spirit. But I want some fruit. Man. Because the the, the, the gifts of the spirit can draw people to the, the talents and the, not the talents, but the, the miracles and the, all of this. But what's going to sustain them is that fruit. Mm-hmm. The fruit is what's going to keep people saved. It's going to keep them in the, in the body. <laughs> all yeah. these miracles and stuff is great. Yeah. But the fruit is what's like, man, she couldn't prophesy to a soul, but boy, she was loving though. <laughs> she cooked up some good old yeah. sweet potato pie. I always talk about food when I come here. And look at, look at what love really is. Look yeah. at what it really is. It keep, it does not boast. Yeah. It keeps no record of wrongdoing. No doing. record of wrong. Yeah. It does not envy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, all is long-suffering. Mm. All of those things love does, right? And so uh, God is love. Yeah. You know what I mean? God is love. And I'm just thinking about the fact that, um, man, we are trying to be Christ-like. Christ-like. Ooh. Christ-like, you know. And in being Christ-like, life is going to present what I call opportunities to be Christ-like. Unconventional teachers. You know, the Bible <laughs> says every man's work is going to be tried of what sort it is. Yeah. So, I mean, if you built that house on, like, you know, stubble and wood and something like that, and the fire comes, it'll burn up. Mm-hmm, but if mm-hmm. you built that upon, you know, solid things, every man's work is going to be tried by fire, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes these things that people do to us that cause us to need to forgive, we think, oh, man, the devil, or <laughs> these folks get on my nerves. Right, right. Um, but if we look, if we begin to look at these as opportunities, opportunities. now it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. boom, this is my opportunity to show the Lord that I understand what he's called me to do, that I believe in what he's called me to do, and that I'm going to walk in the power that he's given me to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think per healthy perspective is critical when it comes to forgiving because we need to see things more from a sovereign perspective. Yeah. This life is just a vapor. So everything that happens to us, it feels so urgent. Like it does. um, This is right now. I was thinking about that the other day. Why does everything feel so urgent? Why we got to hurry up now? We hungry. We understand why that feel urgent because your stomach hurt because it's pain associated with it. But why is everything else so urgent? But that's the thing, though. Feelings and emotions and even physical things. It all feels urgent. Yeah. You know, like hurt feels urgent. 
this person needs to be a you know needs to have some vengeance against them. Pain feels urgent, especially when you you're know? in labor. Not that I've ever had a child, but it right. looks pretty painful to me. It feels <laughs> urgent. You know what I mean? Um, but if we step back for a moment mm -hmm. and just understand who's in control, then it's like okay, let me let me function in God's timing. Ooh. Let me function in yeah. God's viewpoint of how I'm supposed to respond to this situation. And that's when the peace actually comes. When we make that decision, okay, now I'm going to make a choice that God is in control. And it goes back to your point earlier about surrender. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I thank you for sharing that because, whew, man, <laughs> those emotions do feel like urgencies. They do because no one ever is in pain or or nervous or anxious or whatever emotion is oh, it's okay i can just kind of deal with it a little bit it's usually like it's 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 like extreme it's like urgent it's fast it's intense it's the worst thing in the world yeah. oh my god i'm gonna die so it's like in that moment that's how that feels yeah and so i think sometimes our behaviors and our choices can sometimes reflect that inaccurate perspective because of the emotions that are driving the conversation that should not be, or driving the narrative rather that should not be. Yeah. So I think just as a, I guess a disclaimer, emotions in them in and of themselves are not bad by any long shot. You know, I refer to emotions as indicators. I'm looking up a scripture. Go ahead. They indicate that either something's right or something's wrong. However, however, <laughs> they do not steer the ship. They indicate whether a boundary is crossed, which is one of my favorite words, boundaries. <laughs> they indicate, uh, are you laughing? I'm, uh, Chuck, I'm smiling. <laughs> they indicate whether or not someone has, you know, crossed over onto territory that you are not comfortable with. So like if you get a text message at 2.30 in the morning and you're like, oh, what they want? It lets you know, okay, this person may be an irritant to you. So you may need to have a conversation. So it's like, you know, feelings let you know if a boundary has been crossed. It lets you know if you're excited about something or if you someone asks you to do public speaking, I used to say, I don't want to talk in front of people. I'm scared. And I kind of still don't like so to. So let me ask you this. But, let me ask you this real quick. You said that feelings let you know. Indicators. The indicators that a boundary has been crossed. That's one way. Yes. One way. And another okay. way is just kind of it gives you an indicator whether or not you've need some more growing to do. So let me ask you this question. If you see someone that has wronged you in the past. Yeah. And you experience an emotion. Uh -huh. Is that an indicator of something? Hmm. Unforgiveness or resentment or something like that. Now, it depends on that emotion. If the if the and this is a great question because I actually um recently <laughs> wow, God is awesome. Um recently got in touch back with the person who um sexually abused me. And I saw them. And oh wow, they're doing so well now. And it's crazy, but when I connected with him before he got married and got ordained and all this other stuff, and I passed over church, and I'm like, oh, wow. You know, I'm like, mm -hmm. wow. And you're still denying what you did, but okay. You know, mm -hmm. like it was nothing, you know. But prior to that, I actually, I think when they were engaged, it's funny because God led me to call him. I said, Lord, this may not be you. I don't know if, <laughs> and I said, like, oh, long shot, I'll call. And it's crazy because the whole time on the call, I was like, hey, how's everything? How you doing? Prayed over him. Prayed over his mom. Prayed over it. Pray, just prayed over the whole. And I said, Lord, that's crazy. I was so angry with him, so mad. But now my heart was like, wow, I feel bad. So how did he receive your phone call? He actually answered the phone like we was friends. 
<laughs> it was crazy. Like, no, we ain't best friends, bro. But it was, it, it felt like I was, um, <sighs> it was almost as if I was like, you know how like when you go to the altar and somebody pray for you, it's like, how can I help you? What can, what can I do? You know, how's everything? How? And I genuinely was concerned. I didn't mention anything that happened. I didn't mention my pain. I didn't mention any of those things. And it was, I think at that point it was like, Six or seven years later. Now was that? Now was that about ten years when I actually did the okay, math. So this was, so this was some years okay. ago. So when I re- saw that person um, after the six year mark, and then recently closer to the ten year mark, it was almost like, and and and, it, and it's funny because it actually I stopped for a second and I was like, hold up, I don't feel a certain way, and I was actually alarmed by the fact that I didn't feel a certain way because mm. I almost anticipated like Nicole, you should be irritated or frustrated or mad or anxious, and I'm like, I'm not though. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hold on. Isn't that bad? I'm supposed to be mad about it, right? Mm-hmm. And then it made me go back to, and it is a deeper issue, but it made me go back to question the experience. Because one thing that I wrote about in the book that I told you guys about um, was when I recounted my story, I I, um, I was in, I don't want to say I was in denial, but I was like, did it happen? Did it really happen? Is it really what it was? Did it re- Maybe I'm maybe I'm tripping because it almost was like surreal. Like, did this really happen? Okay, wait, I know it happened because I'm feeling pain. But wait, did? Oh, maybe I'm just tripping. Maybe maybe I just. Well, no, maybe what he. Was maybe that? I. Was it you just, see what I'm saying? Because what was driving that though? Was it was it is it that he was gaslighting you or was it that? Um, Probably you didn't want to realize it or trauma like what it was, was all of that mixed okay. in one. I was also younger as well, so um, I mean, ten years ago. But yes, it was a gaslighting. It was the oh everything's cool. It was the you're the problem, and I never did anything wrong to you. I'm, I love people, and da, 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 da. and it was just kind of like well, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I didn't think of what it really was, and and I took it back to the dictionary. I looked up the word and I said, oh yeah, that 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 defines what happened. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. what it was. So um, you know, but it because it hit me like. No, nah, this didn't really happen. Did this really happen? This person couldn't do such a thing, but the evidence is clear. It happened, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow, this really happened. This really happened. So, you know, it took me back to that place momentarily when I realized I wasn't upset or angry. Like, hold on, should I question the event itself if I'm not still angry? And then mm-hmm. I had to realize, wait a second, just because you're no longer angry or sad or cry or experience emotions a certain way does not cancel out what took place. Like when people go to funerals, they'll say, oh, well, she didn't cry, so she must not be sad. Mm-hmm. That don't mean that. People handle things differently. Now, in my situation, it, it marked that I was actually healed. I wasn't angry. I was able to pray for this person. Man, I, I, when I say I prayed for this person, like I was like, I was like, Lord, I ain't prayed for myself this hard. Like, I truly, genuinely prayed. And I think after I prayed, I think we were on the phone for like 30 minutes or so, I cried and said, God, you healed me. Thank mm. you, God, for healing wow. me. I mean, I cried like a baby. Said, I never thought to this day I'd be able to pray over someone who made me feel, or, or let me restate, who violated me in a way which caused me to feel because he didn't make me feel. I was violated in a in a position in a position in a in a situation which influenced the way I feel about myself because he can't make me feel anything. Right. But um, so I want to be careful about my words. But it just really put me in a place where I was like, "Wow, God, this is what your healing feels like. Mm-hmm. This is what your healing feels like." And right. I was just like, "Wow." 
And now that I see him with success and this and this, did, did it come to me a moment? Well, like, oh, he ain't get that. I think it hit me for a moment because I was like, how you get that before I get it? You supposed to get it after me, you know? Yeah, <laughs> but then yeah. it, but then, but then I caught myself and I was like, hold up, Nicole, that's not, that's not right. But I no longer think about the event. I don't think about the, oh, that's how it made my body feel. I can't believe he did this to me. It was more so like a. Oh, you ain't supposed to get that guy. You were supposed to bless him first. It was the, it was that. That's what I <laughs> right, felt right, like. Right. You ain't supposed to get blessed for me, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But then I realized, like, God is. I can't. I can't control that. So that. But that was momentary though. But I still had to check myself because I was like, I can't. I can't. No. Mm-mm. You know. So. Yeah, we we. It's Bible say, judge no man after the flesh. Yeah. So even though we might see somebody prospering, mm-hmm. you know, and it might look good, they might even be prospering as far as the world is concerned. But that doesn't mean that they're prospering spiritually. Yeah. You know, and this is why the scripture says, you know, don't envy the wicked. Even though they're now a pastor or they ain't church, yeah, family, and it looks this, like hypocrisy and, like, and stuff like that. Yeah. And you're just like, man, is we have to just like we have to have faith in God for salvation and for healing mm-hmm. and for deliverance. We have to have faith in him for justice. And, you know, the Lord says, vengeance belongs to me. I will repay. And it's not that we're sitting back looking for somebody (laughs) to be repaid. I sure was at one point. um, I was sitting back like, Lord, we're going to do it because I got it. (laughs) Well, I mean, I see. And and so what I'm going to do now, we're going to get to some comments. I want you to read the comments. I actually need to go get the charger for the laptop. Okay. So you go ahead and hold it down with the comments. Can I pull this down more towards me? Probably not. Okay, yeah. I hope your glasses got enough. (laughs) I'll be back. All right, so let me go to these comments. Man, y'all going to have to help me um, if I can't read. Okay, I think we at the top. Um, Oh, wait, no, we at the... Oh, wait, wait, hold on. I feel a little honored, y'all. Mr. Greg G. Jeff stepped out uh, for a second to grab the charger, so I'm going to hold it down for a second. All right. Depends on the... Hey, Torrance. Hey, Money E. Marsha. I apologize if I mispronounced somebody's name. The word says in different versions, be ready, be willing. Yes, for forgive. Oh, yes, that's powerful. Yeah, we must always be ready, always be willing. And that's and that's an interesting point, Sister Marsha, because um, we, we tend to think about forgiveness as reactionary. Well, they did this to me, so I'm going to forgive. Um, or oh, I got to forgive, you know. Um, but the word says, like you said, to be ready, be willing. So it's almost like we have to take a proactive approach to it. You know, be ready, be willing. Um, so I love that you mentioned that um, forgiveness requires a supernatural. Oh, phew, most definitely the supernatural power of God. Yes. You talking about the root of anger that causes the yeah yeah mm-hmm. forgive the root of what they did but you will still overcoming the pain of what happened to you mm-hmm. let me see sister marcia said i'm still going through my joseph process my god god has helped me to see that i am not who to hold grudges against those who are fallible and flawed i am to put my trust in the one that is faithful and true that is such a powerful statement because like going back to what Greg said before, we are, we when we do that, we're in essence being self-righteous because God is like, look, I'm not holding it against you. How dare you hold it against someone else? Well, that brings me to and, a scripture. Um, Let me, I want to say yeah. the scripture, just not to interrupt, but. No, no, no worries. I was looking this one up earlier, Ephesians chapter four, and I want 32, but I'm going to pick it up at, man, I'm going to pick it up at 30 actually. It says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, 
whereby ye are sealed until the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Mm. And then 32 is the one I want. It says, and be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. So, you know, God has forgiven us for Christ's sake. Yeah. Meaning the cross. That's what that's talking about. What it's talking about is because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, God has forgiven us, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't really have anything to do with us because he's not giving us what we deserve. Christ paid what we owed, right? Mm. And so that's such a good perspective. Forgiving one another, even as, meaning just like, just like God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. So when we forgive somebody, we got to forgive them from the lens of Jesus paying Jesus Christ. Like paying what we lens, owe, we doing the right. same for them. Yeah, we feel like they owe us something. <laughs> right? And and That's you so know good. who knows, right? But in the grand scheme of things, what it really is is Jesus paid it. Yeah. And even if they haven't received Jesus yet, if they do receive Jesus, then he still paid it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like he died for the sins of all mankind. Absolutely. You're absolutely yeah. right. You're absolutely right. And I never thought about it. Um, let me see. And I never thought about it from that perspective of of the way you said it. Because we think, oh, forgive. He given us a gift. He get, It ain't got nothing to do for us. Right. He's stepping in in our place. Mm-hmm. So in essence, because of that, now we can experience forgiveness. And so therefore we have to arm ourselves likewise and do those things for others. The one who may have done something. Now I'm stepping in and forgiving you just like Christ did for me. Wow. And I think that's what really truly brings people to Christ when they see the love of God. Without saying, I'm a Christian, everybody. I'm a Christian. Here, here's a track. No, let let, let me see the track in you. Mm. Let me see it carried out in you. Not to say that... Um, people should leave the body because they have an experience with somebody that's in the pew doing something wrong because your relationship with Christ ain't got really nothing to do with what I'm doing. However, mm-hmm. however, it is important for us to model ourselves and be ambassadors of Christ because that's often a witness that God uses to bring to help expand the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. But no one can use the excuse to say, well, she was cussing the other week and she killed somebody and stabbed somebody so I'm not gonna be a Christian no more that mm-hmm. ain't got that, that ain't got no bearing to do with you in Christ because that's right. relationship mm-hmm. but we also shouldn't prevent the opportunity to be a witness by doing things that are directly opposed from what we claim to stand for and believe man so I agree with that wholeheartedly yeah. I don't know where you were on the comments. I think I might have messed you up. Hold on. I was actually Here. happy. See, I saw on, somebody. Me, I see a question from T. Sally. Yeah. Says, Greg, can you give an example of grieving the Holy Spirit? Right. I I can. And I think a lot of those, a lot of that mind. is found in that scripture that we just read. And I find it kind of interesting, the things that it said were grieving the Holy Spirit. So it says bitterness, mm-hmm. wrath, anger clamor evil speaking uh put away from you with all malice so it's almost like the opposite of love it's almost like the the, in this scripture the bible is saying that the things that are unloving tend to grieve the holy spirit the most yeah so it's like man 
love really does cover a multitude of it faults. It really does. Because <laughs> the things that God seemed to want us to do the most is to do the loving things and to not do these things. So I really feel like, um, you know, matters of the heart can potentially grieve the Holy Spirit. And I also look at it like this. You know, the Holy Spirit lives in us if we're born again believers. And when he lives in us, we're carrying life. So it's almost like when you are a pregnant woman, mm -hmm. you have to live a little bit different because you're carrying life. Oof. So you might have been a cigarette smoker before you were pregnant. But as soon as you find out you're pregnant, you got to quit immediately. You might have been a drink drinker turning up clubbing you you, you got to stop immediately yeah you know because there's consequences to that there's repercussions you can get fetal infant disease or or whatever that stuff is called all sorts of complications can come with that yeah so just the idea of being mindful that it's not just us like when when you are carrying that child i'm imagining your mindset has to be it's no longer just me <laughs> like it's me and then there's life in me so with the Lord, it's like it's it's no longer just me. Now I have a relationship with the Lord. Jesus said, my father and I desire to make our abode in you. So he's saying, I want to live in you in order for him to live in us. Right. We want to make it comfortable. So I feel like our eye gates, our ear gates, protecting those things is a good way to not grieve the Holy Spirit. But just from reading that scripture, I'm saying it now as it's almost just a matter of like being loving, yeah. being godly. Oh, it's so powerful because I think we can approach the word of God two ways. We can look at it as, oh, my God, I got all this stuff I got to do. I got to forgive. I got to turn up a cheek. I got to do this. I got to do it. I got to pray. I got to do this. I got to do that. And it's like it could look like a whole laundry list, a, ta a task to accomplish or when you understand and get close to God, you're thinking, hold on, Lord. I was going to do, 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 But it all goes back to this. Do, 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 do. But it all goes back to this. And that's why God makes it so plain and so simple. Yeah. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mouth, all your soul. And the second, just mm -hmm. like that. Love your neighbor as you yes. love yourself. So it's like, it, it, and that's why he said, and the whole law can be wrapped up under those two. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's so true because if you love you can forgive if you love you're not gonna kill and destroy and do all this other kind of stuff it's it's so much but we don't understand what love is and i think as we go through life we understand the the intensity of love the complexity of love and mm -hmm. even the diversities of love because love can be shown in a myriad of ways and so with all that being stated it's like it could seem overwhelming and taxing to be like, man, as a Christian, you got all this to do. Can't do this, can't do this, can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. But it's really not so. Mm -hmm. He's just breaking it down for those detailed learners. <laughs> but then for those that's just like, just tell me what I gotta do. You know, if you're doing something, just what I gotta do. One, two, three. Love the Lord you got with all your heart, and all And the other ones do and boom, 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 boom. And everything else is gonna connect under. Because when you have a pure understanding of love, a lot of the issues, you, things you're going to be doing it by default because yeah. it's covered under love. Man, there's a follow-up question T. Sally has. So getting revenge is grieving the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say, yeah, getting our own revenge or getting revenge is grieving the Holy Spirit because the Lord says vengeance belongs to him. Yeah. 
He says, I will repay, save the Lord. And one thing we got to understand is that God can get somebody back way better than we can. <laughs> and just because you don't see it doesn't mean that he hasn't gotten them back. And, right? and, and I would even question the, the, the verbiage of getting back. Right. What is getting back? What well, this goes to serving this, the consequence that right. they you know, earn for. And I'm sure with that consequence, it's a teaching moment. Because yeah. I don't ever see God saying, well, you did this. I'm going to slay you. Boom. You know, like God is not like man. And I right. think sometimes when I do something wrong, I'm like, uh oh, something bad about to happen. I earned this one. Oh, Lord. And God is like, no, I've actually received some of my biggest blessings after I royally screwed up. Yeah. Royally. And I'm like, ooh, God, I messed this one up real bad. I remember one time. <laughs> and I, I got was... blessed. Like, woo, what was that? <laughs> I remember one time I, I did something like that. I just felt like I had wronged the Lord so yeah. much and that, that I just had it coming to me. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was uh, <laughs> paranoid. Like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I was a little bit paranoid and I was going to work that, that next morning and I woke up. And I was about to miss the bus. And if I missed the bus, it was going to be like another 30 minutes before I had to, Oof. you know, I'm in Maryland. Maryland bus ain't like D.C. buses. So if you miss one, you better <laughs> have an app on your phone or a game or something. A game. But anyway, <laughs> I, I did not make the bus stop. But huh. the bus driver had already pulled off from the stop. And then he saw me walking and he stopped the bus and let me get on. And I knew that it was the Lord who was extending me grace and mercy and favor despite what I had done. And that taught me how loving God is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it made me think about, I had this solid talk uh, some years ago now. It said, do we really love grace? Meaning that grace is a wonderful thing hmm. when it's being given to us and shown to us. Uh -huh. But when we have to show it to others, because we, we hurt God. We do. You know, the Bible says God is angry with the wicked every day. Not to say we're wicked now, but we've all been wicked at some point and we've all done wicked things. And, you know, the Bible says he's angry with the wicked every day. So despite him being hurt, goes back to choice. He makes a choice to love. Mm. I'm just going to choose to love you and to forgive you just because I am love and I want to. Yeah. So do we really love grace? Grace is excellent when I'm getting some grace. <laughs> but then you want me to give some grace. Right, right. And let's go back to the question T. Sally have, had or has about revenge. It To me, it kind of comes down to ego. Mm. Because whether God repays that person or whether God chooses to just show that person grace and they, he never gives them back, quote unquote, for something that they did to you but they just become saved and they become a believer and they, they yeah. walking with the Lord and yeah. God has washed their sins away. Well, bless the Lord. You had <laughs> right. to halfway kill me Even and knock it, me over just to be a Christian. Okay. Right. <laughs> you know, the, it's like the ego, the I'll ego, be the sacrificial lamb, I guess. Yeah. The ego <laughs> is looking at it. Like you still owe me. Right. Right. Like I am deserving of yeah. some sort of recompense of some sort. It's exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. But see, we got to yeah. understand we're working in a surplus. Ooh. You know, we G, okay. come For on, come owe, on here, Pastor Greg. You know, that's an old <laughs> song say, How much do I owe? Yeah. For what we owed, right? It's almost like we've been given, I don't know, I can't even put a dollar, like a trillion dollars. Yeah. You know how they say the nation is like X trillion dollars in debt now? It's almost like we was in that type of debt 
and then the Lord just paid it. Mm. And then on top of that, sometimes he'll even bless you. So we're working in a surplus, right? So if you're under the mentality like I'm getting way more than I actually deserve, can we really feel as though if somebody hurts us, it's the parable that Jesus did. Um, it's that what's that parable? He said uh, he did a whole lot. Which one you talking about? He did do a whole lot. This man go ask me what's that parable? You but you you gonna know it when I start to <laughs> my brain start working. It's late. My brain it's about to breaking. shut off. Well, but basically, <laughs> it was like a guy forgave another guy. Uh huh. Who oh, owed a lot of money? I know what you're talking about. Let's just the say it was like five million dollars, right? The servant owed money, and, and then, then that guy him. who got forgiven, he went. And somebody owed him like five dollars, and he was just ready to, to air the place yeah, out. Yeah, he was he was pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, and he went back and said, "Hold up, <laughs> yeah, one you just forgiven." <laughs> Lack of perspective. Yeah, too much ego. Mm-hmm. You know how could you do this to me? Right. You to know me. Right. There's a common denominator to me, aka to me self self, which goes to your point right in the beginning. And 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 I want to scroll up for a second because someone made a comment earlier says you can't truly forgive without humility wow and i missed that but i i just saw that um and it's true you cannot truly forgive without humility yeah denial of self and it makes me go even further to think what can we do without the denial of self Everything mm-hmm. God asks us to do requires denying self. Mm-hmm. To effectively love someone, you got to deny yourself. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, it's easy for me to love you and you loving me, but what about loving your enemies? Huh. Wow. <laughs> Definitely denial of self. Do we have Humility. an attitude of gratitude? Not, mm-hmm. And we say it because it sounds cute, but it's not always easy, do, especially when self is in the way. Do we wake up and understand mm-hmm. that, that the day that the, this is the day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it? In it. He didn't mm-hmm. need to promise us this day. Nope. You know, we start to really walk around with the consciousness of uh, what the Lord has done and uh, just um, who he is, you know what I mean, as far as what he's done in our lives. It'll make it hard not to show that same grace to somebody else. Right. But I think when we lo- start to lose sight of the cross, you know what I mean? Losing sight of the cross is what really kind of uh, gets us to that place of becoming self-righteous. You know, it's like, oh, how can you do it? Yep. You Self, love it. Self, equal, ego, ego, ego's flat. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And I feel like the whole experience of Jesus and the whole experience of just Christianity is really dying to yourself. Yeah. Like, just getting you out the way. Because you is what got us in the in the in the, in the problem in the first place. Wow. Go back to the Garden of Eden. Yeah, I know we talk about the serpent, what he did, and how he conflicted man. Da, 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 da. But there was a level of pride involved in there. Yeah. It was a lot of self involved in there. Well, they became self conscious the- when they fell. They became self conscious, you know. And that self consciousness is where ego comes in, which is self, which is flesh. And mm. it's 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 like how do we gotta break out of that? You know what I mean? The the whole idea of it is how could they do this to me? To me. To, to me. me. You know what I mean? But Ooh, somebody do, gonna do, get do, do, so so when people mm. that I've had tr- issues not forgiving. Yeah. The problem has been I don't feel like these people respect me, 
and they need to learn to respect me. That's that's basically what it boils down to. That's usually what to. makes me upset too. Right, it's the, it's like, the respect like and how could you? You're not respecting my mind. You know yeah. what I mean? So not, and I don't mean my intellect. Like it's an old stupid rap song, but it's just like, <laughs> like they're not respecting me. You know, I'm one of them dudes. Like, like I'm one of them. Like, put it like this. I thank God that, mm. um, I came up in a nice home. Yeah, and I'm successful because your mama didn't play though. Yeah, my mother. Yeah, my mother didn't play. I thank God because. I feel like if I wasn't that type, if I didn't have too so much to lose, mm-hmm. I'd probably be one of them fly off the handle type people, <laughs> and I'd probably be in jail. Wow! Because it's wow. like it's 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 this whole thing like okay, how, don't disrespect me, right? The whole don't step on my shoe and all that. I ain't that crazy, but like you know how people be like, don't step on my shoe, mm-hmm. and so um, the question is, do we really need? others to know who we are if we know who we are you know what i mean like if 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 i know who i am in christ Mm -hmm. you know who you are in christ do i need the validation the approval or the respect of another mortal (laughs) when you say it like that (laughs) if, if god says that he loves me he knows who i am who cares if somebody doesn't respect me right i mean of course we like to be respected but who cares in the grand scheme of things how this person, you know, feels about me. Well, I want to ch- respond to that in two ways. One, no, we don't need it because his word stands regardless. Secondly, the reason we feel that way and we kind of want without saying it is because we were created for a relationship. And it's hard to have a relationship with someone that you don't feel respected. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's so much the validation, you're going to respect me because da, 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 da. it's more so the yearning for desire for a relationship and it's hard to have relationship with in between people who don't really respect or at least have a commonality or common ground so i think it's that yearning for what god actually desires for us anyway to right. operate in community to cooperate in harmony to operate in unity so to a degree i won't even fault you for feeling a certain way mm-hmm. because it's connected to that desire for something that he put in us anyway we were created for a relationship. No one's created just to be like, I'm over here, I'm over there, you over there, you over there, you over there. No, we're supposed to be community, kingdom, mm-hmm. together, you know? Um, and so I do understand that that's probably the feeling that you feel. Now, if you need it as far as a validation and security, then I would say no. But if it's just a matter of, I kind of would like to be respected so that we can kind of connect and flow in unity that that's one thing but if it's i can't go to work i gotta stop eating now i'm depressed now i'm quitting my job now i'm doing this because you made me feel this way that's different that's a whole nother level of thing Mm because i know people who in the past where something would happen and upset them and they would just call off from work go stay home not go anywhere stay in the house lock this up in the room because their friend was mad at them for something and i'm like Mm. You gonna let that situation with your friend totally shape your entire day? Wow. So that is where it gets, that's a total different, uh, ooh, I'm always hitting these mics. I didn't hit your mic, hit my mic. That's a whole right. nother level of, uh, that I don't wanna say where it's scary, but it, it really is because of someone else's words has that control over you where mm-hmm. it usurps God's word. That's, that's dangerous yeah. because that means anybody any mortal, as you say, can say anything, mm-hmm. and now your behaviors have shifted. Wow. So I do agree to one extent, 
I mean, not to one extent. So on one hand, not on one hand, but the first statement is yes. Uh, no, <laughs> no one's word should usurp God's authority. I should firmly believe who he says that I am. On the second tip, when you are disrespected and when you are um, um, made to feel a certain way, it can create or damper the uh the 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 woman fuzzy that you get when you're in relationship with someone in community right. with another yeah. so that's probably why we feel a certain way because it's like i really thought of you as a brother a sister and i was really excited about the relationship we had but mm -hmm. now that i feel you're disrespecting me it's kind of hard for me to feel comfortable around you and operate right. in unity so that may be the frustration so i don't want you to feel not you but just in general like oh man i shouldn't care what they think no you should care mm. you should care mm -hmm. now do they determine or alter your identity no are they going to affect your day and how you do what god called you to do no now could it affect the relationship perhaps because mm -hmm. now there's a level of discomfort because now i can't fully be who i desire to be in unity with you because you may feel a certain way, which may make it hard for me emotionally to be connected to you because we're on different playing fields now. Mm -hmm. And if I have experienced an offense, see, there's another conversation. Should we be offensed? What's an offense? Should we be offended? Is it a trigger? Is it this? All of that stuff. Right. But to operate in unity, you kind of want to have the respect, which could really kind of, I would say, respect is kind of like, I don't want to say levels the playing field, but respect really just kind of makes it easy for people to cohabitate. Because wow. if I don't respect you at the core of who you are, it's going to show in <laughs> mm. how I treat you, talk to you, not in, not intentionally. But if I really don't respect somebody, who they stand for, what they believe in, what they think, what they this, what they that, it's just going to come across like total disregard, like mm, whatever. We're going to read a couple more comments, then we're going to recap. Um, yeah. Man, I'm just looking at it. I see some really good comments. Sister Susan says, when we spend time in the word, his word is in us more and more. If the love of God is truly shared abroad in our hearts, we become secure in his love. Oh, that's good. The respect of others becomes less important. Yeah. As yeah. it relates to valid validation. Absolutely. Yeah. We don't need it. Yep. Drawing, Drawing on others, on others for, secu for security yep. is idolizing them. Ooh. And that's, that's, I want to talk about that's that another good, day Susan. because that is, it's, lately I've been meditating on this whole concept of, Idols. Do I need somebody else to tell me I'm dope to know that I'm dope? You know <laughs> what I mean? And I'm just using the common vernacular, but, uh, but, you know, how much do other people's opinions matter? But that's another discussion. So for I think day. it's just real quick. I don't uh -huh. know that they necessarily matter, but I think it could also validate what, because you know how in the word of God will say like, you know, this is who I am. But, oh, yeah, try me to see. And that was in one case, uh -huh. one case. So he is who he is, but then you also see the fruit of who he is. Right. So I think that's maybe what you're connecting to. It's like you may be dope, but if ain't nobody saying it, it's like, am I really dope? Right, <laughs> You know right, what I right. mean? Because the, cause if you are, it's going to be seen. Right. But, but we have to be careful that we don't mistake it for their words validating. Their right. words should confirm, not validate. It go back I think to what that's you the, said that's about, the difference. about whatever God says about it is what is what the it final, is. final authority. Right. But yeah. then also what God says and what God speaks and what God does bears fruit, bears witness to what he says. Yeah. So Mark, I think that's where mm -hmm. we sometimes, yeah. 
Yeah. Sister Marsha says the disrespect respect determines how much access ha. someone has to you. You right about that, you Sister Marsha. You know what? That, that's, that's so you are profound. so right um, about that, Sister Marsha. You know, because <laughs> sometimes it can be a random person. Yeah. And it's easier to shrug it off. Like if you have a YouTube channel, if you have any 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 relatively substantial amount of experience on YouTube, you're gonna get some trolls, and you're gonna get some you're gonna get some trolls, <laughs> but then you're also gonna get some people who genuinely have something that they have against you or like something that they wanted that they actually believe. And they you know follow I mean? you from video to video no, saying no. rude stuff. By the grace of God, <laughs> I don't have too many trolls, but every now and then I get a real snarky co- snarky uh-huh. comment, right? And I read it and then I I I I got a response in my mind. Right. That's going like zing them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm I, I got the, the ratchet I got the, I got there. the nuke and I'm you know waiting to press that button. But then I'm like, okay, I could return this evil for evil, mm-hmm. but is that what God wants me to do? So what I ultimately end up doing is I just <laughs> I just ignore it. What if there was a day where we had a God just gave me one pass to do whatever I wanted to? You know, to. that'd be like that'd be, that'd like be the that, end of this world because everybody be, be doing stuff. That would be the <laughs> the spiritual version of the purge. Yes, that, that I never saw that movie. Me either, but I've heard but lots I know about the it. Concept of it. Exactly. Right. My students actually told me that and I was kinda like, um, yeah. But but where I'm trying to get to is <laughs> I need to get to the place where I don't even desire the purge day. You get what I'm saying? I get you. Like I wanna I blessed are the pure heart for they shall see God. My heart needs to get purified more. Yeah. So that I don't even desire revenge. You get what I'm saying? Like, I like I need, I, I that's, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want to want that. I want to want it, I and that's want a good to want. want. That. Yeah, because that means it's a goal that you're I'm always not even seeking sure that after. I want it. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you want I to want, be in the place I where want you want to it. Want that. I got you. I, I got want you. to want to want that. <laughs> you threw another one in. You threw it. You also do too. I got a long way to go. I got a long way. <laughs> you keep to go. throwing in once, it's gonna be even longer. Yeah. But I know what you mean. You want to be at a place where that is your desire, and right now you don't desire that. You just want to hit the button and be like "Ah, you're just not hitting the button yet but now you want to take it a step further to say Lord not only do I not want to hit that button but I want to desire a point in time where I don't want to even hit that button but I ain't quite there yet because I still want to hit it yeah I'm going to read one (laughs) last comment from brother Randy he says and then we're going to wrap it up he says I do believe we need to draw the line with people with disrespect Mm. we have to seek the Lord where the line is and mm. I'm gonna agree with that. Can we that. read that again? Let me yeah. let me. He let says, me. "I do believe we need to draw the line with people with disrespect. We have to seek the Lord as to where that line is." My favorite word. What is it, Greg? Boundaries. Ah, there it yeah. is. I I agree. I don't. You know. Yeah, we definitely um, don't ah. need to be flat out doormats. You know what I mean? Definitely not. Um, definitely not. And I agree that the Lord tells us how to respond. You know, the Lord will tell tell you it's almost like (laughs) when uh, uh, Samuel and Saul, right? Mm -hmm. Samuel, the prophet was like mourning over Saul or upset about Saul or something like that. And one day God was like, hey, look, how long are you going to mourn for Saul? Stop praying for him. (laughs) 
<laughs> that, oh my gosh, yeah. we just talked to somebody about that. Because there is a time and a place and a season. And da, 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 da. There is a time for mourning. Right. There is a time. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those sensitive topics where it's like if somebody lost somebody, you can't just be like, all right, it's been three days. Yeah. You're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But there actually was in the Bible a specified, specified time for these things. Mm-hmm. Celebrate. To mourn and it's like, all right, come on, get up, get get, get back to work, come on. Yeah, we gotta move forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I've had the Lord Ooh. tell me to stop praying for people. That happened to me once, and I thought I was crazy. Mm. I was like, God, are you sure you've never told me not to, to stop praying? Mm-hmm. But I understood why. And when yeah. I told that person, they were like, Oh, see, You're I didn't the third tell person that God told me that to. And I was just like, Wow, I was so nervous. Well, you were praying with them? No, I was praying for them. And oh, God said, Why did you feel like you wanted to tell them? You needed to tell them. I don't know, but I just like hey, well, God they asked told me, me not hey, to pray for you anymore. Because the person asked me like, "Hey, did oh, you just pray for me?" To, and I started to be like, "Yeah," I was like, "I'm not about that lie." I was like, "I started to, but God literally stopped me in my tracks." Yeah, Man. and that happened to me one time about 15 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I think I was praying for an ex that God wanted me to separate from, oh. and I think me praying for her was maybe like subconsciously a way of trying to like. Mm-hmm. Keep her relevant in my mind. Gotcha. And then that's when he hit me with that. So how, long, how much longer are you going to pray for Saul? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, you don't want me praying for her no more. Got it. Because <laughs> it really wasn't you praying; it was more you requesting her to to. It, I get, I get what you're saying. The intention was the outward display was the prayer, and it could have been valid, but mm-hmm. it was more so internally, like I want this to work, Lord. Yeah, so that was probably what that was. Yeah, it had a selfish motive to it, Man. in a sense. So let's recap, sis. If somebody needs to forgive somebody, what steps did we come up with? They should call 1-800-Manifestation <laughs> Movement and talk to Greg. Okay, okay. I know one you said. You said write it down. Uh-huh. Get your thoughts out. I would say write it down, get it out, at least to deal with the, the, the immediate response to the anger or the shock mm-hmm. that took place. Um and I think that's just a healthy way, just immediately, because you always need those. When I'm in this moment, boom! What do you do? What do you do? What do you? Do? You have to have a. You have to know what you got to do. You got to know what you got to do. Mm-hmm. At least until you calm down to be able to think rationalize, to be rational. So yes, releasing it, whether it's through writing, yeah. through song, through rapping. And I'm not trying to be funny, but if you're in a in a in a and if you have a space in your room or your house or the or the gym, and there's a place where you can. Um, like a sensory room. I used to teach special needs children and mm-hmm. we would have a sensory room and they would punch the wall, punch the mats, do this, do that. And I know this may sound silly, but that's what we need. Well, they sometimes. got that for adults now. Yeah. It's, get I mean, it out. Call it like rec rooms or something like that. Get it. I'm telling you, get it out because when you hold it in, that actually affects your body. So the high blood pressure, the stress and the this and the cancers and the disease, holding all that stuff in mm-hmm. will come through your body. It'll manifest through your body mm-hmm. in certain ways that you don't want. So I'm a huge advocate for getting it out. So that's okay. that one. So re- releasing it. Releasing it. Okay. And however you choose to is fine. Another yeah. point you said was don't confuse emotions for unforgiveness. Because you were saying... No, the hurt and the anger. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a difference between hurt and anger. So you were saying it's okay. Just because you're hurt doesn't mean that you have I mean, not forgiven someone. Forgive, right. But if you're angry, then there's a chance that you maybe Pretty still have high forgiven. chance, yeah. Because okay. the anger that you're harvested in your heart, when you see them and you like, ah, and your palms get sweaty and you, yeah. you know, your chest start beating fast and you hot and you're like, I can think of some things I want to do to, right. you know, that, 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 that tends to be, um, you know... 
a sign that you still are harvesting some yeah. some anger. So, and it doesn't mean that the anger you have is not rightful, rightfully mm-hmm. uh, rightfully just in the sense because what they did could have legitimately been wrong. But the anger that is held against them in the sense of you like I want to get you back. I hate you. I this. I, mm-hmm. It's all the stuff that comes along with the anger. That's okay. that's that that's the issue because mm-hmm. anger don't come by itself. <laughs> so being intuitive about your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another one I think we said was to forgive as God has forgiven us and to understand for Christ's sake and to understand the whole premise of forgiveness. Like you said, mm-hmm. he it, it, it ain't got nothing to do with us. Like mm-hmm. you said, when he forgave, I mean, it, it does. It affects us. It benefits us. But like you said, he paid a price that we could not do. Right. He wasn't like, oh, Greg was going to do this. Let me go ahead and forgive him. He said, no, 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 no. I understand all of humanity is in debt. Mm-hmm. Let me pay this debt. And that's one thing I love about God. Quick interjection. Mm-hmm. God don't like debt. <laughs> so he, he, that's a whole other solid talk. But God don't like debt. He will pay. He, I tell you, I, I promise. I, I pray the prayer of God about debt. And I'm telling you, it's like he, 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 he is quick to get you straight. Man. I said, Lord, help me get rid of this debt. I mean, if it's kind of any kind of debt, he going to make sure. So he knew that sin surely had a debt that needed to be repaid. Yeah. The the effects of, or the, um you know, so he, he paid that debt. Man. Mm. You got me I, thinking about America and America's current and debt. debt. Uh-huh. And also America's sin. Yep. You and know, I was like, is there a correlation between? Yeah, we should talk about I'm that next. Think about that a little bit, especially from your position and in the, in the, yeah. in the, you know, the, the the place that you're in um, with what you do, what you see every day. Yeah. But um. So did we yeah. miss anything? I think those are the three. I think okay. those are the three. And um, so Sally said, uh, T. Sally said, everyone needs a sensory room. I. <laughs> Let me see how heart rate indicates Jesus still has some healing for you. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. High heart rate, ready to get back, ready to, you know, um, you can dance it out. Yeah, you can do whatever you <laughs> Yes, well, what T. Sally. I like about it is you can that do whatever we need. I like that to there release are it. spiritual solutions and there are a few practical solutions. Absolutely. Personally, I think spiritual is practical, but, you know, for the sake of. I do too. You know, but, um, you know, because releasing it includes prayer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, release, however you have to release it or you need to release it, um, that's how you release right. it. And it is practical because all the spiritual principles, because we're in the earth, mm-hmm. are practical. Right. When you pray, yes, things are happening spiritually, but you're actually posturing yourself in. Father, in the name of Jesus, you're practically doing it. Yeah. So, you know, when you're writing it out, you're something is happening in the spiritual realm, but it looks like you're just writing. But mm-hmm. things are actually coming out. You're releasing. Right. So you're right. They're all practical. Um, is it okay if I read one more comment? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it says, I think it is healthy to feel and acknowledge our emotions, anger, fear, it's fear, etc. But we must rely on God to not act on them. That is so true. Man. That is so true. We can feel them, acknowledge them. And I think that's pivotal because when you don't feel them and when you don't acknowledge them, now you're in denial. Wow. So now you're masking emotions with other stuff. Yeah. And people are like, well, what's the root cause? Well, da, 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 da. And it just went back to nobody picked me to play baseball when I was two, when I was five years old. Mm-hmm. So you've been mad and cussing everybody out because nobody picked you to play baseball. You didn't make the team mm-hmm. all this time. And so you mad at the wow. world. Yeah. So it's like, don't hide them. Don't, don't cover them up. Don't suppress them. You know, acknowledge them. It's healthy to feel them, but we have to rely on God. And what I like to do sometimes is I'll say, Lord, I feel this, 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 this. Which, which one we do with them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll literally say, God, what do I do with this? Man. I'm angry. I'm mad. I'm hurt. I'm sad. I don't know why I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm excited. 
you know, I know it, I'm sorry for all the men on here. It ain't that time of the month. So I don't know why I'm feeling this way, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just take them. I don't know what to do with these things. I'm mad and I'm angry and I'm just going to tell you. And I'm going to stay in my room real quick because if I leave my room, I may just explode. So let me just give these feelings <laughs> to you. So you do whatever you need. And I'm going to just chill and just wait. Until you tell me, cause I'm about to go crazy. <laughs> hey, listen, it's so like that sometimes. So feel it and give it to him. So I, I would definitely say that. Yeah. And try to keep yourself away from others if you know you're in a really bad mood. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Man. So, anywho. Yeah. Man. Thank you, T. Sally. You're awesome too. We love you guys, and thank you. And I'll definitely, um, definitely come back to do a part two, three, four. Yeah, five, glad to have you topics. on, sister. Like I said, Nicole's the expert on here. The she, expert. Yeah, you're the expert now. No, you done I'm been not. talking about it and all that good stuff. So, I mean, some of those, but some of those points you made, I would not have have um, thought of them. You know what I mean? So I'm glad. I'm glad that that's you Holy brought Spirit because like, I didn't even writing think about it, it out. So. You know what I mean? And stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, that stuff is vital. Man, God is just so good. Yeah, so listen, family, we thank y'all for hanging out with us on this solid talk. It's been a joy. I'm going to try to come back and put the chapters in this video. I'm trying to do a little bit better with that. So when you guys can come back to the video, you'll be able to see the sections on the Bible studies and the solid talks. Amen. But other than that, that's all we have in this solid talk family. We pray that you've been strengthened to forgive. You all take care and be blessed. Be blessed. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid, I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object Culture living godless I can't even call it We in the last days Babylon is falling Don't kill the messenger I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora This life will keep on testing ya Just walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh Only a render shall be saved We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check and from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect
I keep my sanity a must calamity Social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity PC culture on a mission and they try to cancel me But I know Jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slambery So I need them every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in